Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have John Brzezinski from Search Metrics. John, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. Yeah, sure. So me, I've been doing marketing and mostly product marketing for about 16 years now, I suppose. It's been some very, very large companies. I spent five years working for startups and now in sort of a medium-sized business over here at Search Metrics. We sell software and data and professional services to primarily B2C enterprise companies. And this is all around understanding market demand through organic search and then harnessing that demand to bring people to your websites and convert them to customers. I love that. And tell me a bit about what you're working on lately in terms of marketing and, and stuff. No, for sure. So like a lot of people, we are looking towards the kind of macroeconomic environment that we're all in. And we've been reassessing a lot of our approaches. And for us, every company is different. But for our company, what that means is more emphasis on outbound account specific and industry specific outreach, as opposed to the more inbound strategies that we were using previously. It's a lot more tight coordination with the sales teams. And really, it's just a different approach to even measuring marketing. Absolutely. I think someone else has phrased outbound as kind of producing more immediate results and it's controllable, whereas inbound is great, but it takes a longer time horizon. Than... Absolutely. And then also with inbound, while you, you do have a certain amount of control in the sense that you're creating the kind of content to attract the kind of person you're really interested in. That's not nearly as laser focused on an ICP. So for a company like Search Metrics, where we do have a fairly well-defined type of company who tends to be the most successful with us, it makes much more sense for us to actively try to find those companies and demonstrate how we can be of value to them. Absolutely. So as we enter this economic environment, how are you approaching this? Are you spinning up like outbound stuff? How are you managing costs and spending your budget most effectively and all that stuff? Yeah. Someone said, someone smarter than me, that if you are not currently in a country that's in recession, then you're in a country that's about to enter recession. So clearly we're thinking about it. And then also the companies who are really in our ICP, kind of enterprise B2C e-commerce companies, they are absolutely feeling the pressure. And frankly, they have been for a couple of months. The way that that falls out for us is really all around focus. So I mentioned before working more closely with the sales teams. It's really about just rigorously defining which are the industries and sub-industries that we're going to be uh, focusing our time on in for this quarter or for the next quarter, and then really making sure that every hour and every dollar and euro and pound that we spend is really in the service of raising awareness and you know, making sure that our message is getting in front of specifically the job profiles that we're interested at those companies in particular. Now, we don't really feel that we have the luxury to cast a net anywhere beyond the accounts that sales and we have agreed are the ones that we'll be going after. Absolutely. So it's like very narrow list of targeted buyers. Absolutely. And then super laser focused strategy on, all right, how do we earn their attention and time and consideration of 
won't have right. And, and so part of what that means then is as people have really cool new ideas, as happens over the course of any quarter, it means that the test that we're giving things now in order to decide whether or not to implement them isn't, is this a good idea that's likely to yield some results? It's, does this help move our strategy forward? Is this actually going to raise awareness and raise understanding and raise interest specifically in these industries, specifically at these accounts? Absolutely. And I imagine probably more so sooner rather than later this quarter, next, as we had in January, not a year from now. Absolutely. Yeah. So how does that influence things like content marketing? And I know you guys have like a podcast and YouTube and all this stuff. Is Are a lot of those like more experimental things or longer term? Are they put on the back burner? Are they paused? How are you handling everything that isn't this right now? (laughs) No, great question. So the short answer is, if it does not serve the larger strategy, then it's absolutely on hold. Now, excuse me, that's one strategy. Clearly, we have clients and clients need attention. Clients need expert level content. They need to be taken care of. Clearly, we will also be taking any inbound MQLs that come in. But on the new business side, Anything that helps us for that, we will do. Anything that doesn't, we'll see about potentially implementing it in some future quarter. In terms of specifically what channels that really means for us, I'm generally channel agnostic. From my perspective, the only thing that matters is, are you reaching the people who you need to reach? And you can do that in print, you can do that in audio, you can do it in video, and the different places where you can push that content out are frankly all over the place. So the only thing that matters to me is what do our historical metrics show are going to be the most effective specific channels for these job titles at these companies in these industries. I like them all, but the only ones that we should be doing are the ones that are going to work for that strategy. Absolutely. So it's like first to our buyers getting super laser targeted on who's going to buy sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And then looking at a historical performance of all programs and cross comparing, okay, I think this is going to help us with these buyers. This isn't and evaluating it through that lens. For sure. And it's funny because to a great degree, this is honestly marketing 101, right? Yeah. (laughs) Who is your product or service most likely to benefit Okay, good. How can you make them aware of your product and service? And then how can you help convince them that they should be using your product and service? It's not exactly rocket science, but in my experience, I find that people have lots of ideas, whether they work in the marketing team or in the various sales teams and SDRs. There are lots of different people who can come in and say, hey, we should do this or hey, we should do that. And It's really important, I think even more important in an economic down cycle to just maintain the discipline. And part of what that means is it's actually easier to say no because you've got a real reason for saying no. This idea either supports the strategy or it doesn't. And I think that that takes a lot of the personal aspect out of it. It's truly just business. And these are the real business reasons that we have for either agreeing to or saying no to anything cool that a person might come up with. Absolutely. I think necessity is the mother of invention. And I think for us too, even a quarter ago and earlier in the summer, 
it's like, all right, we got to get serious now with being laser focused, targeted, not just throwing random ideas at the wall and trying a bit of everything. So totally agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're going to circle back to content a little bit because I think that still plays an important role in a lot of this even refined focus. But before we go there, let's talk about organic search. This is your bread and butter and what you guys do. And I think it's really important. Google is how a lot of people are finding things to buy and it's very important. Would love to just hear your thoughts on organic search and a bit of what really you guys' specialty is. Yeah, sure. You're absolutely right. People type things into search engines three and a half billion times every day, right? And the environment that shows up on those search results is absolutely cutthroat. It's not just about being on the first page. It's about being in the number one spot. And that's not new. Sure, it gets more and more competitive every time Google pushes out an update to their algorithm. But what is new is a different way of thinking about those three and a half billion searches. Because really what consumers are doing is they're literally telling you what they want. They're literally typing in the questions that they have and the things that they're interested in. And so some of the more successful businesses are starting to think about organic search as less like just a way to trick Google into showing your page first, but more as a way to actually understand market demand. So if you take a look at what people are searching for on what devices, in what countries, in what month, I mean, countries down to the state and local level, this is pure demand. This tells you exactly how much of a thing people want and how that desire for the thing changes over time. And if you look at who's showing up in the results, that's your market share, period. And what I love about this is whatever way a company uses to try to figure out market demand, they're all in, they all have inherent biases, right? If you do customer interviews or focus groups, they're gonna tell you what they think you want to hear. If you ask people questions in surveys, they're not gonna tell you any of the really embarrassing truths, but nobody lies to Google. And so using search data as a source of information about your market, really as a source of information about digital demand, that is new and that's exciting. And that's a direction that every enterprise needs to be taking their, their business in. The companies who are doing this really well look at it at a global, regional, down to the local level. They're doing these analyses at scale. And like I said, they're not treating this as just some way to trick the search engines. They're treating this as a comprehensive part of their overall, not even just marketing strategy, but company strategy. Right. I mean, you can use the seasonality of searches to help you make decisions about product lines, when to promote them and when to stop promoting them. It's really exciting stuff. And then plus the long term benefits of having a solid organic organic search strategy are just unquestioned. Once you can develop the degree of authority in the search engines that you need to not just rank occasionally, but really stay on top of things, this kind of authority gives you results over the long term. Recessions come, recessions go, your budget for paid social, for paid search is going to go up, it's going to go down, different channels are going to come and go. But organic search, it really is 
the key to long-term success. And it's exciting to be able to work with companies who are really taking advantage of this. It's equally exciting to work with companies who are just starting to explore what they could accomplish if they start thinking about organic search as truly a source of a deeper understanding of market demand. Yeah, I love that. I recently purchased an e-bike. I think those have been very popular in the last couple of years and all this. And went with kind of a company that was a bit of the underdog. They weren't like the top brand. But what this company did is they bought all their competitors e-bikes and they wrote articles and they had different folks online say, how does this e-bike compare to that e-bike? Very interesting because I was actually searching for the competitor's e-bike to gather information and kind of the front runner. But then I discovered this company that's comparing their stuff to all these companies and very interesting. It, it reminds me of what you said of really being aware of what are people typing in that search box and somehow they had known that folks like myself that were looking for an e-bike were going to type that in. Like, how does that this or that e-bike compare? And very powerful. And then I ended up going with their product. So let's get back to content marketing. We have a few minutes as we're wrapping up here. Obviously, all outbound and laser focus and all this stuff doesn't completely grind the halt to content you're creating. It's maybe just a bit more focused. What are you still like leveraging to, to drive awareness, overall demand strategy and, and all this stuff? Kind of looking through that lens of, okay, we're getting super targeted, focused on a certain ICP, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So starting at maybe the most basic of all levels, in my experience, it absolutely doesn't matter how many really cool sound bites you can have about your product, right? We've got ours. So on average, our clients double their traffic from organic search. That's cool. On average, our clients save half a million dollars annually that they otherwise would have paid, spent on paid search. That's cool. But what's actually going to get people's attention, what's actually going to drive awareness and engagement is if you can talk to them and help them to understand how the, pro the problems that they have, or maybe not even problems, but the challenges that they face can be solved. And that has to be content. Sometimes it has to be long form content. And so what you really need to understand and what we're trying to understand are the specific needs and the specific challenges that the different job functions at these large organizations are facing. And then take your message and literally put it into terms that help them. So for example, someone who's been working in SEO for 10 years, they don't need me to tell them the basics of what organic search is. This is what they do for a living. What they need are more advanced techniques for taking advantage of recent changes in Google's algorithms. You know, what they need are interesting approaches to structuring websites. But then you go outside of SEO to the other parts of the organization. They aren't SEO experts. They shouldn't be. They hire SEO experts. That's why SEO exists as a profession, right? So for them, we're trying to craft content that helps them understand what organic search is and could be in a way that actually helps them. The CMO cares about channel management. The CMO cares about ROAS. The CMO cares about cost of acquisition. And so if you can tailor your message to the different 
personas and job titles who you're targeting. That's really what matters. At the end of the day, content is in fact king, in my opinion. You need to be able to tell a good story and communicate effectively to the different people you're trying to reach. In terms of what channels, it's actually an exciting thing in and of itself because everyone is going to be different. Every country is going to be different. And so you have to experiment. And then when you do learn which channels are most effective for the ICP, for the job titles, for the countries, for the personalities who you're targeting, double down. And those are the ones that you should focus on. Being prepared, of course, for the fact that this will change every five, five, six, seven years, something new and really cool is going to bubble up to the top, not be niche anymore, but be important for you to be investing in. But it's the content itself. It's the messaging itself that's most important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And on that note, thanks so much, John. It's really been awesome to have you on. appreciate you sharing your wisdom and advice here. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely.